0: How ridiculous would it be if we treated babies different during the process of walking? Like, for parents, that's like the most exciting thing in the entire world, when their kid can finally stand up on its own. And uh, I was recently watching a video and these parents were just going nuts that their baby was walking, but I was thinking, how crazy would it be if we were like, you dumb baby, like just stand up and walk. What is wrong with you? Don't you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Do you understand English? Just move your legs. Why don't you understand this, right? But you know, for parents, it's like the biggest moment ever. And they think like their kid's a genius because they can walk. When really, if your kid wasn't walking, you might have some issues. Like it better be walking. Like most people on the earth walk. So your kid's not a genius or different than anyone else. But We understand that it's a process for kids, right? We understand that it's something that needs to happen. And in this series, we've been talking about how all of us are in process. That maybe we're not the people that we want to be. We wish that we were a little bit different, more like Jesus in certain certain areas. We wish we didn't have some of these sin struggles. We wish that they would just be behind us and done. We thought the moment that we came into Christ that things would be completely different. But we still seem to struggle with some of these things. And we saw that. This was the way that the Apostle Paul had felt too. He said, Sometimes I do the things that I don't want to do. And we learned that we're all in process and God is working these things and He is the only answer for all of this. That we may not be where we want to be, but we're not where we used to be. And thank God for that. And tonight I want to talk to you guys about something that I just think is the most important part of being in process as a Christian. And it's really cool. Without even knowing this, Doug and I. We're talking about similar things this weekend, and I think that God is trying to get a hold of our hearts and the people in this church. He wants to teach us something, and he wants us to know something, and, you know, this is going to be really deep. It is going to be super theological, if I can even say that as a word, and I hope that you guys can keep up with this, right? This is it. This is what I think is the most important part of this whole process. It's keep walking. Yeah, not that deep, right? Doesn't sound that philosophical, but honestly, it could be one of the most important things of your Christian walk. It's to not lose heart and keep walking. See, someone in here tonight needs to know that because you've been thinking about throwing in the towel. You've been thinking about giving up, that maybe all this doesn't make sense, that maybe it's not worth it that it's not working for me, maybe it works for everyone else. And so you need to know tonight to keep walking while you are in process, while God is working all these different things in your life to keep walking. There are certain moments in life that I wish that I could relive. The day I first saw my wife, I wish I could relive that moment. It was an awesome moment. The moment when we first got Kylie, I wish I could relive that. And this last one probably what I've been wanting to relive the most lately. It was late at night when we were at Tuscarora, and I heard this loud thump on my floor, right? And so I wake up, and I'm half asleep, and I see Giacomo lying on the floor. And some of you guys have heard this story before. And every time I uh, tell it, I just feel like I can't do it justice about how amazing it was. Like, I really wish that I would have grabbed my camera and filmed it, because I just feel like I can't put it into words how amazing It truly was. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know what? Some moments are just so special in life that you can't even film them. You just need to enjoy them in that moment. And so I'll do my best to try and tell you guys exactly what happened. So I hear the loud thump, and I I see Giacomo at the bottom of my bed and I'm like, what is going on? Is he sleepwalking? What's happening? And, and just the look of determination in his face, I knew he wasn't sleepwalking. Like, he was just so determined to do whatever he's doing. So I'm looking at him, like, what's going on? And I didn't want to talk to him. I just wanted to enjoy everything that was happening right now. And so I see him stand back up, and This is probably the best way I can describe it. It's like he was on roller skates, right? And as he got up, he was like moving his feet back and forth really fast. And he falls right to the ground again. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I thought he was almost faking it. Like, I I I didn't know that this could happen to someone. Later, I found out that both of his legs fell asleep. And now the third time, he gets back up, right? And he's, he's just, I'm going to make it to the bathroom. He must have to go really bad, right? And so he's like, I'm going to make it to the bathroom. And as he goes to take his step, he throws his phone across the room. And all I hear is whale noises just like sailing in the distance across the room because he listens to whale noises when he sleeps, right? And so he, he leaves his phone, and he gets back up again, right? And he walks his way into the bathroom. But I was so proud of Giacomo. I had like a father moment. Like he made it to the bathroom. He did it. I'm glad that he didn't, like, I'm glad he didn't give up. He kept walking because there would have been a mess on the floor. Like I think if he maybe would have fell one more time, there may have been some issues. But my man did it. And I was so proud of him. That determination to keep walking. And it made me think, man, some of you guys need some determination in your walk. Some of you guys Need to fight a little bit. Winston Churchill was the leader of Britain during the Second World War, and he had this to say about going during hard times. He said, if you're going through hell, keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. Some of you guys, man, you are going through it tonight. You are just feeling really beat up and beat down. Life is just throwing every curveball at you possible. Things at home are really bad. And you just feel like giving up. You don't know how you're going to get through this situation. Some of you guys, depression and anxiety have just been hitting you so hard lately. Just, Just beating you down. And you just feel so alone. You don't think that you're ever going to be able to feel like anyone else. And so you just want to give up. You just want to throw in the towel, so to speak, tonight. Some of you guys are worried that you're going to be single for the rest of your life, even though you're like 12 years old. Right, right, you're, you're, you're nervous, you're, you're not sure that you're ever gonna be able to find someone that's gonna like you as a person. You're never gonna get married, and so that's a legitimate fear in your heart tonight. And maybe I don't know what your issue is tonight. Maybe it's some kind of fear, maybe it's a sin struggle. You just feel like giving up, like I'm never gonna beat this. I'm never gonna go through this. Well, Winston Churchill would tell you to keep going because the alternative is that you just sit in your problem tonight. And it will never get better. You will, if you don't keep going through hell, you'll stay in hell. And some of you guys will stay in your problem unless you choose in your heart tonight to keep walking, to keep going, and to keep fighting. I don't want to see you guys sit in your problem tonight. I don't want to see you guys keep going through this. You guys, there's hope on the other end of this. And so... I was talking to someone this week, and they have given up their fight. They are throwing in the towel in some ways, and my heart broke for this person. The person had so much potential. There is such an obvious call of God on their life. His hand is all over their life. But you know what? They threw in the towel. They decided that they're going to give up that they can't get through the thing that they're currently going through. And I just saw the hopelessness that they had bought into, the lie. And you know what? This person is just dying inside tonight. And I'm sure that some of you guys feel that way too, that you just feel like you're just so lost. And you know what the crazy thing about this situation is? You know what the hardest thing is? Is if this person would just call out to God, if they would just keep going, if they would decide for a moment that they, that they were going to have hope that God would get them through this situation. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt, but they've thrown in the towel, and when you throw in the towel, that's what real giving up is, and they're gonna stay in that exact same spot until they make a choice in their heart that things are gonna be different, and I'm gonna call out to God and see him carry me out of this. See, here's what's at stake tonight, guys. Is are you going to keep fighting or are you just going to give in? And as Christians, this is the crazy part. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. See, the victory is already ours if you will just call out for it. Some of you guys feel like that you need to fight and you need to do all these things. No, the victory is already yours. Fight from a place of knowing that the battle is already won. See, that changes the way you think about the battle. Because Jesus has already won it for you on the cross. The question is, will you keep going? Will you keep walking? And will you keep fighting? Tonight, we're gonna look at a passage of scripture in Philippians chapter three, and this is what it says. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Now, what Paul is saying right here is that there are things in the Christian life that he wishes that he could get a hold of that he hasn't arrived to that perfect destination yet. And he's talking about these really deep things that he would love to see happen in his life when he says he hasn't arrived there yet. And I love that. Because here is just another human moment from Paul. Sometimes I think we can just feel like he is so beyond us. right? He never has these feelings that we have. These people in the Bible, they were just perfect in every way. But he has such a real moment. Something that so many of us probably feel He says, I haven't gotten where I want to be yet. But this is what he does say. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. And now, Paul gives us permission to do something. Permission that I feel like some of you have been waiting for. He gives us permission to forget some of the things that are in our past. For him, he's talking about two two things here. The first thing that he's talking about is his rank and who he was and what he had achieved as a Pharisee. See, to them, that was all about works and what they could do. And he said, you know what? Those things are worthless. I, I forget about those things. Those things are behind me. But I believe that he also had to forget about some of the really horrible things that he had done before he came to Jesus. There were some things that I think kept him awake at night, that the enemy brought back to his mind, day in and day out. And he says, you know what? The one thing I do, even though I haven't grabbed onto all these things yet, the one thing I do is I forget what's behind me. See, some of you guys need to know tonight that God has forgotten these things about you. So why should you hold on to that? If God, your creator of, of you and the whole universe, has let go of these things. The Bible says he has separated them as far as the east is from the west. If he forgets them, why do you feel like you should hold on to them? Stop beating yourself up with these things that you know that you've done are wrong. If you've repented, see, and and that's the key issue with that, is that you've dealt with it, you've repented and you've turned from it, then you have permission to let go of those things that have happened in your life. Stop beating yourself up about it. If God forgot about it, then you guys can let it go too. It doesn't have to haunt you. But I do think that it it is important to remember some things. And this is so amazing. This is just our God and how good he is to us. It's like he allows us to have selective memory because you shouldn't forget everything from your past. You need to remember the things that God has gotten you through and carried you through. So you get to forget the failures But remember the faithfulness of God and how he carried you through all those different things that that you weren't sure that you were going to be able to get through. When things seemed so dark and he got you through that. Sometimes, guys, we can't face our future till we've looked back and remembered God's faithfulness. And know that he carried you back then and he'll carry you now. And he will take care of you. And so we don't get to forget everything. You need to remember those. And that's the easiest thing that we forget all the time is how faithful God has been to us and all that he has done in our lives already. He's not going to give up on you now. He's going to keep carrying you. And he says, straining towards what's ahead. He's fighting towards what's ahead. This isn't easy for Paul. He needs to push with everything that's within him. Just like some of you guys need to do today. You feel like because you're feeling some resistance, some fight back, that you're losing. But that is not true. You need to strain ahead. You need to keep fighting and pushing forward. Let's go to this next verse. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. See, some of you just need to know that you're walking That every time you choose to not give up and keep pushing and going forward, it's not in vain. God sees what you are doing. And there is a prize on the other side of this. That this life doesn't last forever. And Paul can see what we can't see so often. We feel like our problem is going to be forever. Your problem is temporary. And God has a prize for you on the other end. And so he goes, you know what? I'm taking my eyes off my problem and I'm focusing them on Jesus and I'm going towards the prize that he has set aside for me. It's not in vain because there is a prize on the other side of this life. Every time you say no to something, it is worth it. And you know what? If you keep walking, God's gonna see that. These problems don't last forever, guys. Someone just needs to know that that there, there will be an end to your issue. And if you keep walking, God will put an end. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Guys, God isn't looking for flawless. He's looking for faithful. He's looking for the people that say, you know what, God? I've tried this so many times. I've tried to do all the right things. I've tried to read my Bible. I've tried to pray. I've tried to come to church, but I still don't feel anything. But I'm going to keep going towards you until I do. That is what God is after. It doesn't matter how many times you failed, how many times you've fallen on your face. Can you be the person that keeps pushing, that keeps going, that keeps pursuing, even when you're knocked down, even when everything is stacked against you? That's the kind of people that God wants. Not perfect, like we talked about last week. There are no perfect people. God wants faithful people that keep going towards him, no matter what. I want to talk to you guys tonight about someone in scripture who had to deal with this in a really tough way. But before we get there, I want to ask you this question. And this is one of those moments where I wish that I could look at all of you in the eye at the same time, even though I know you all find that so creepy when I look at you in the eyes, right? I wish I could look all of you in the eyes. What kind of person Are you going to choose to be? Because you need to make the choice before the battle gets here. Because if it catches you, by surprise, some of you might be tempted to make the wrong choice. But if you make the right choice tonight, it can make all the difference for you. So are you going to be someone that presses on or someone that gives in and gives up when life gets hard or if it gets difficult? What kind of person are you going to choose to be when the battle comes? Are you going to keep fighting? you're going to give in. And so, like I said, we're going to look at someone's life, and I want to say this. This person's life got really bad really, really quick for them, and this is going to be an extreme of the situation. This is one, I believe, of the biggest failures we see in Scripture, and this person had to deal with some really tough consequences because of that, and I know the temptation of the enemy is going to be to whisper to some of you guys tonight because I heard it when I was going through this and listening to this and going through this story that my failure is going to end in the same way. And if that's you tonight, if you feel that, that's not true. That's a lie. Put that to the side. But we're going to talk about someone named Samson. I'm sure some of you guys are really familiar with Samson. He was a Nazarite and They were special people to God. They they were set aside. And there were three things that a Nazarite was to never do. They were to never cut their hair. That's the one that we're really familiar with. Whenever we think of Samson, we think of his hair right away. But there were two other things that they were never supposed to do. They were never supposed to touch anything dead that was considered unclean. And if they did that, they would be breaking their commandment to God as a set-apart person as a Nazarite. The other thing is they were never supposed to drink wine. They were never supposed to ever come near it. And so many of us know the story of Samson, right? We got it down so good. But we forget about all the things that were happening before his big moment, before his big failure. God had given Samson so many chances. So many times he broke these commands over and over. I'll give you guys an example. One day Samson's hanging out. And he sees this really good-looking woman, right? One problem, she is a Philistine. Samson was born to put an end to the Philistines. So that's why God created him, was to set the Israelites free from their dominion and their reign. But Samson's like, man, she is too good-looking. I need to make her my wife. And his parents say, no, Samson, this isn't a good idea, and he does it anyway. And they had this huge feast in his honor right? It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. This huge party, and it lasted for a week, and they're all hanging out. They're talking, and they decide that they're gonna give some riddles to each other and see who can solve them, so Samson gives a riddle, and the bet was if they could solve the riddle, they would give them 30 pieces of clothing, and this was, I guess, a kind of a big deal for them, and we'll see why in just a little bit, and he tells them this riddle, and no one can solve his riddle, and so the people get really upset because they're worried about losing this bet. And so they go to his fiance and they say, Listen, tell us what the answer is. And she's like, No, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. And she's like, All right. And then they say, All right, if you don't, we're gonna kill you and your entire family. And so his fiance goes back to him and, and asks him for the answer. And Samson tells her exactly what it is. She goes back and she tells them. And sure enough, They give Samson the answer. And Samson is so filled with anger. He is just so mad. He's so angry that he goes into town and he kills 30 men and takes their clothes and gives it to the people that he owed the debt. Samson was seriously flawed. He had some serious issues. And you know what? I think that story is so important because God was giving Samson a chance to learn from his mistakes right there. And some of you will see what I'm talking about in just a second. But over and over again, we see throughout this scripture that he touched things that were unclean, breaking God's commandment. We see him drinking and drinking and drinking, abusing wine over and over, breaking the commandments. And then finally, he meets a woman named Delilah. And I'm sure some of you guys are more familiar with this part of the story. Falls in love with her. He just wants to be with her. And once again, the same exact trap is set up for Samson. The Same exact thing. And they go to Delilah and they say, hey, find out the source of Samson's strength. Why is it that he always is able just to beat us down? Well, what is it about him? And so Delilah goes and she get, pours some wine. He's drinking stuff he shouldn't be drinking. And she asks him, what is the source of your strength? And he makes something up. He tells her something that's not true. And she goes back and she tells them, right? She's like, this is the source of his strength. This is why he's so strong. And then they come in the middle of the night. And she says, Samson, the Philistines are coming for you. And they come in and they think they're going to win. And Samson beats all of them right there because he didn't tell Delilah the truth. Ready? This happens to Samson two more times. God was giving him so many chances. And he finally tells Delilah, the source of his strength, is that he is to never, ever cut his hair. To never, ever do it. Never get close to that. Don't cut your hair. He Tells her, while he's sleeping that night, she cuts his hair. Tells the Philistines to come. They come, and Samson gets up. He's ready to fight, except his strength is gone this time. And he can't fight back. And the Philistines take him and they throw him into a prison. They mock him. They rip out his eyeballs to be a little, just to tell you guys what scripture exactly says. And Samson has to be brokenhearted at this point in the story. He probably regrets so many of the decisions and the choices that he makes. The people are so happy that they finally captured this person who was destroying the Philistines. He was doing everything that God had called them to do. They have this huge gathering, this huge part. They they get all the Philistines together, right? And they put Samson on two pillars as a trophy to show everyone there. And so there he is tied up. You know what? I think that Samson had a choice at this part of the story. A choice that so many of us have in our dark moments, in the moments where we know we've fallen short and we've made a mistake. He could have said, I'm a failure, I messed it up, God gave me three commandments and I broke them about a million times. He could have said, I'm a waste, I'm no good for anything. He could have let his depression probably get the best of him, his sadness get the best of him in that moment. He could have given up, just said, this is it, this is what I deserve, this is what I get. So many of you are in that spot today. You feel like God's just done with you. You feel like he never wants to hear from you ever again. That you're too much of a failure. You just need to embrace this. That this is the way things are forever. That you're a waste. But you know what? It's not what Samson does. Even though he was so flawed. Even though he messed up. He says, God, could you remember me? God, God. Could you give me back my strength one more time so I could fulfill what you've called me to do? Samson decides, you know what? I'm gonna take a step towards God. I'm not gonna stay here and give up and throw in the towel. And so in his darkest moment, as he's being laughed at by all these people, and and you know what that's like with the enemy, it's just seemingly laughing at you in your dark moment tonight. He decides to cry out to God, And in that moment, his hair starts to grow back. And without the Philistines even knowing, Samson's strength returns, and he brings down those pillars. And with it, the entire building collapses. And in one moment, Samson kills more than 3,000 Philistines. In his darkest moment, he calls out to God. And God does something amazing for him. In Hebrews chapter 12, it's said to be the hall of fame of faith. These amazing people who lived in the Bible, who did these amazing, great things that God just is so proud of for their faithfulness, for their willingness not to give up and to keep going. And I just want to read to you guys just this one verse. Verse 32, this is what it says. And what more shall I say? I do not have the time to talk about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Now, wait, wait, wait. Did I, I just say Samson's name? That guy who failed? The guy who fell short, why is he listed in Hebrews 11, in the the hall of fame of faith? Because God doesn't see it the way that we did. Samson chose to be faithful in his darkest moment, to not give up and to keep taking steps towards God. And so God looks at Samson, not as a failure, but as someone who is faithful. Where are you tonight in all of this? What part of the story are you at? My prayer and my hope is, would be that you would catch some of the things that you're going through right now and you would get on guard and you would fight back. But it's never too late to cry out to Jesus. He's waiting for some of you just to call out his name so he could set you free, so he can return to you your strength and your hope. Will you call out? Will you do that? Winston Churchill had Another really awesome quote. This is what he said. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Can you have the courage to continue, to keep going and to keep walking? I know it's a matter of time before you get your breakthrough. I know if you keep pushing, God will come through in that thing that you are fighting for and you are waiting for tonight because he always does. Maybe not when you want to, but in his perfect timing. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Here's tonight's bottom line. God isn't looking for flawless. He's looking for faithful. He's looking for the person that will keep walking towards him no matter how dark, no matter how many failures. Because Failure isn't final. It's not final. You can keep going. It's not over. Your story hasn't been finished yet. God is still writing it. Don't throw in the towel. There is so much hope for you if you keep going. One day Jesus was hanging out with some of his disciples, and there were a whole bunch at this point, and one of his teachings got hard, and they decided, who can follow this? This is, this is too difficult. I can't can't follow this. And many people left his side that day because things got hard because they couldn't handle it anymore. And then he turns to Peter. Peter and the rest of the disciples that were standing there and he asks them, are you gonna leave too? And they look at him and they say, where would we go, Lord? You have the words of life. By Jesus' side is the only hope that we have in this life. And just like Paul, we strain towards it. We fight towards it. We press on to receive the goal, to receive the prize. Don't give up, guys. Your story is not over yet. It's still being written. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room. Thank you, God, just for your incredible goodness, your incredible love that even in our weakness, even in our failures and disappointments, you don't turn your back on us. You don't give up on us. God, what love is that? It makes no sense. It goes beyond our earthly understanding, but thank you for it. Thank you that you loved me at my darkest, that you loved us at our worst. Moments where we turn our back on you, moments where we choose the wrong thing, you're waiting there just for us to call out on your name. I pray, God, that as we are in process, that we would keep walking towards you, that we wouldn't throw in the towel. Pray, God, that people wouldn't feel beat down because of Samson's story, but they would feel hope because of it. That even in the darkest moments, you can still come through and save the day. And I just pray, Jesus, for the person that just feels like they're at that point, that things couldn't get worse, that you would come through and save the day. I pray, God, that you would give them the strength just to call out Jesus, even if they can't say anything else, and that you would show yourself faithful on their behalf. Thank you that you love us like that, God. I pray, Jesus, that the person who just feels just so hurt tonight, just so torn up by their disappointments, the things you don't love them because of it, because of their circumstances, that you would show them that that's not true, that you're with them every step of the way, fighting for them. Thank you for your great love. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen.